Hi, and welcome back to the Turning 30 podcast, a place where we talk about what it's really like to turn 30. I'm your host, life coach Emma Wilson, and I'm here to help you feel better, get unstuck, and be more confident at 30. Today's episode is a guest interview, but before I introduce my guest, I wanted to just give some background to something new that I've introduced in this season of the podcast. So what I've decided is that I'm going to take a couple of topics that I know my podcast listeners and my clients and even myself are really interested to know more about and I'm inviting experts from that field on to talk about the different points of view and the different perceptions, the different practical tools, different methods and I'm seeing it as a little data collection and a research project because I'm a huge science geek if you didn't already know that from previous podcast episodes or if you've ever attended one of my workshops where I've delved into the science behind things but I really want to bring different points of view and really provide some interesting and out there opinions and that's really what this episode today is doing because when I heard this guest on a podcast talking about dating and love, which is the topic for this week, turning 30 and finding love, I was really intrigued by some of her processes and the concepts that she teaches. It's actually something that I hadn't really explored until now. So I reached out to the guest and told her how interesting I'd found her interview and asked her to come onto the Turning 30 podcast and she said yes. So this is the first in a few part series about Turning 30 and Finding Love and I really hope you also find that these concepts are interesting and maybe also something that you've not heard before or maybe you've heard about it and not tried it before. I love hearing your feedback so... I would love after you've listened to it to let me know what you think. You can do that via my Instagram page. And if you like it and you've learned something new, then make sure to share it with any friends that you know will also find it interesting. So let me go ahead and introduce this week's guest. This week's guest is Sammy Wonder. Sammy is a leading international dating and relationship coach who specializes in helping high achieving women attract and keep romantic love. Sammy has enabled more than 250 single clients to get married and more than 300 partnered clients to bring their marriages back from divorce. She founded her seven-figure business after exiting a successful career as an economist in her late 20s and since then she dedicates her life to helping the love lives of thousands of women and has worked with celebrities, senior executives and entrepreneurs in over 55 countries. She currently lives in Berlin with her adoring husband, Chris, and their two boys. And I'm really excited to ask Sammy all about turning 30 and finding love. Hi, Sammy, and welcome to the Turning 30 podcast. Hey, Emma. So wonderful to be here. I'm so excited to host you today and to do this interview. I know that so many of my clients and my podcast listeners and my followers are interested in learning from a professional dating coach all about practical tips for dating and also relationship tips so thank you so much for agreeing to come on and I think the best place to start is just to really understand from you your journey to becoming a dating coach and how you entered this field and and your backstory. 
Absolutely. So I think I would say there were three catalysts for me to switch my career from being an economist to becoming a love coach, specializing in working with high achieving women. So the first catalyst was, of course, my own personal experiences with men. So I was always a high achiever. I was pursuing my master's on a full scholarship in Berlin. That's when I got really interested in, you know, being able to find a partner, settle down, get married, have kids. That was always my dream. But man after man kept coming strong at me and then fizzling out. And I just couldn't understand where I was going wrong. And I believe it's our deepest pain that leads to our deepest transformation. And for me, thankfully, it happened at a really early age. So I didn't have to become 50 years old to know love is important for me because a man I was dating intensely for two months or so wrote to me on a message that I was wonderful and I was a lovely girl, but he can't give me what I wanted to receive from him. And that sort of catapulted me into under, trying to understand where I was going wrong. And I remember sitting in my apartment in Berlin with my tissue papers and ice cream at 2 a.m. at night and just feeling miserable because my love life looked completely opposite of what my success and my career and my achievements looked like. And that's what got me diving into romantic relationships and studying them and, you know, going so much deeper than what so many dating coaches talk about, you know, how to text, how to call. I think our romantic relationships are so deeply reflective of what's going on inside of us and our sense of worth. So that's what I dived into. And I started rotational dating, meeting many amazing men who were treating me like a queen. And nine months in, I was engaged to my wonderful husband. And we've been married for eight and a half years, have two beautiful boys. I'm living the life of my dreams and the love of my dreams. And I'm so passionate about um, helping other high achieving women figure out what I figured out and which works so beautifully well that today I'm running a multi seven figure empire and having amazing success for my clients when it comes to helping them attract their dream guy or to heal the relationship that they have. So I think that would be the first catalyst for my career transition from a trained economist to a love coach. The second um, was just life and chance, you know, bringing all of this together for me because I moved um, to Paris with my husband after getting married and he had a great job. And I suddenly found myself in this black hole where I was a housewife. I did not know how to speak French. I had just started learning German. My husband is German. And I was like, what am I going to do with all my brains and my gifts? Like there has to be something that I can give to the world. And I don't want to just be at home and, you know, wait for my husband to come back from work every day. So that was like life putting me in a situation where in a moment of despair, I had to really ask myself the question, you know, what is it that I can do for the world that will positively impact the lives of other people? And what is it that I could do from home? And that's when this idea was born around setting up my own business, because I had seen that I was not the only strong and successful woman who was struggling with men. There were just so many other amazing women out there who are like lovely people, wonderful people. They look gorgeous. They're sensitive. They have so much to offer to the world. And yet when it comes to men, it's not working out for them. And so I was surrounded by these women in my master's cohort when I was working for the ILO as a consultant I was surrounded by these colleagues and PhDs and gorgeous looking women and just never works out with men and so I was like 
that's what I'm doing. <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. And that's when I invested my savings, whatever I had into learning how to be a good coach, because just because I'm a wife, I don't believe that I want to teach other people how to be a wonderful wife. I think there's an art to coaching and a craft to coaching that I wanted to make sure I had learned. And so I learned that I invested my savings and I started my company. And I think the third catalyst for me was throughout my economics career when I was working as a consultant for international development organizations like the GIZ, ILO, Transparency International. Like I was, it was great work, but I always felt like there's got to be more to life than this. And when I write a report, I hope and pray that one day somebody will be positively impacted by it, but I do not know. And I don't even know if I'm ever going to meet those people. And so there was always this feeling like, I have so much fire in my belly and there's something more here that I want to bring to this world that is my life's purpose. And I think with that heartbreak happening, landing on my biggest pain at that time, and then having this journey of transformation for my own love life, and then being put in a situation in Paris where I was coming face to face with the fact that I have a master's degree and I'm smart and I'm sitting at home and I don't know what to, you know, how to give to the world. I think all of this beautifully conspired and came together, almost like the universe, like pushing me in that direction and me just being brave enough to follow my calls, the calls that I was impulses that I was feeling inside myself. Yeah, yeah. so that's how I became a love coach. I specialize in working with high achievers, so high achieving women. I work with a lot of clients who are celebrities, TV models, CEOs, high level executives, six figure, multi six figure, seven figure coaches in the industry. I even work with a lot of therapists and you know coaches themselves because a lot of the time the women who have money and are having success are still struggling and would like to find a solution to their pain in their love life and their private lives. Thank you so much for sharing. I absolutely love your story. And just like you said, really feels like the stars aligned, all those different things came together and in the end obviously culminated in this amazing career change and I've been following you for a while now. I recently read an article where you talked about going from being an economist to being a dating coach and it's just so inspiring. I, as a, as a coach, really um, champion women who, or individuals who take one career and then they go on to, you know, in their 30s, do something different. So I love the fact that you also had your turning 30, kind of end of your 20s. Is that the time that it happened for you? Yes, absolutely. So I started my business at 28 and I got married at 25 and um, I'm 33 today. Yeah, amazing. So very, very relevant for what we're talking about today, all things turning 30. And I know, just as you said, that you really specialize in working with high achieving women. So could you possibly share why you think so many high achieving women who are in their 30s and beyond struggle to meet somebody? Yes, absolutely. I love talking about this. I think the first thing that I have seen in my experience of working with thousands of clients by now is that the high achieving woman you know she has a lot of amazing empowered masculine energy which means that she can go out there get things done she can organize she can plan she can take action she can initiate she can go for what she wants and ask for what she wants and this has kept her in good stead in her career 
So a lot of the women that I work with, they are successful in their careers and they know how to go ahead and ask for what they want and create the dream career they want. And that's possibly also the reason why they work with you because they're action takers. I mean, if they're having a struggle in their career, they'd be like, hey, can you help me? Like they're very driven about it. Now, this energy is amazing for our careers, but this amaz- this energy is not our best friend when it comes to love, right? So just think of it this way. When you approach your love life in the same energy, what do you end up doing? You end up telling yourself, like, I'm a strong woman of the day. I can pick any man I want. If I like someone, I'll go after them. I'll laser focus on them and I will walk up to them. I will start a conversation. I will drop my number. I will ask them to call me. If they don't call me, I will follow up with them just like I do in business. And I will plan a date and I will show up and then I will pay for myself because, well, I'm a woman of the 21st century and we give, we do, we take action. And then what ends up happening is that we attract men who are project men. So many women tell me, I don't understand why I keep attracting broke men and men who don't even have jobs and men who don't even have, you know, who can't even plan dates, who can't even ask me out. And that's because you're leading in your masculine energy. And when you lead in your masculine energy, you're going to attract people who are polar opposite of that energy, because that's the science of attraction and polarity at play, which is in order for a romantic relationship to be successful you need two polar opposite energies present that is how you have sexual attraction that is how you have sexual tension so if you just get two feminine energy people together nothing will happen they'll just hug each other and like they'll go away and nothing will happen if you get two masculine energy people together man and woman you'll have a lot of arguments conflicts headbutting and power struggles The real joy and the most happy relationships are born in the zone of one masculine energy partner and one feminine energy partner. It's not a sexist concept. It's not like men are supposed to be in their masculine, women are supposed to be in their feminine. I think if you are as a high achieving woman wanting to lead with your masculine energy, that's fine. Then you just have to make peace with the fact that you will attract the broke guys and you will attract feminine energy men who are going to be more happy with you giving and doing and them receiving and being laid back and leaned back. And my experience with my clients is that a lot of women are resistant to feminine energy and they don't want to like embody their feminine energy. And we can talk more about this. But for now, I think I think it's important that we understand the consequences of the way we show up in our love lives. So if you're going to insist on showing up in your masculine, you're going to attract more passive men. Then you don't get to complain about that. Like then you need to understand and take ownership of when I show up this way, that's what I attract. So if you would like to change that, and a lot of women I know, my clients would like to change that. You know, they would like to attract successful males, givers, doers, brings you flowers, supports you in the household. You're not the one running the show all the time. Then you want to show up in your feminine energy. So I think this is one of the biggest reasons why high achieving successful women have a very hard time in their love lives because they're showing up in their masculine energy and they're repelling the good men. So they're repelling the masculine male who they actually do want to attract like if i speak to a uh, hundred women i think 97 of them 
will tell me they do want to attract successful, emotionally mature men who have their shit together. Three women will often tell me, but I want to attract her. I want to be the giver and the doer. And that's fine as long as you take the consequences of what you will attract as a result of that. So I would say that is the number one reason why high achieving women struggle in their love life. I think another reason why high achieving women struggle in their love life is because they have learned to value success, money, achievement over and above their private lives and their private happiness. So for a lot of these women, you know, love is something that just happens. Like God will bring it, fate will bring it, the husband will end up on my doorstep. But when it comes to their business, they always have a plan. They always have a coach. They always ask for help and they ask for support. So the second reason why women high achievers are often struggling in their love lives is because they don't have a plan. They are not intentional about dating. They're not intentional about saying my love life is important and I want to put it at the forefront of my life. A lot of the times it's the work and it's the career that is at the forefront. And that's where all the money is flowing in terms of investment. That's all where the energy, time and attention is flowing. It also because it's it makes you feel in control, right? Like you can win at business, you can get your wins and you can feel great about it. But in love, you have to be vulnerable. And I think that's very scary for a lot of women to face the fact that if I work with a love coach or I ask for help, you know, this is going to bring up stuff for me and I don't want to face it. I don't want to look at that stuff. You know, it makes me feel out of control. And so it's a way of being in control, like getting your quick fixes from your career wins and not looking at your love life, which is unfortunate because I think the reason why I transformed my love life is because very early in my life, I said, this is important. There's nothing more important than this. I mean, imagine today I run a multi seven figure company and imagine I, I were to die with like seven figures in my bank account and nobody to hold my hand, nobody to remember me, no no moments of love, connection, vulnerability that I can think of. I don't think when we are on our deathbeds, we're thinking about, you know, I wish I had signed another client or I wish I had sent that newsletter or I wish I had prepared my evergreen funnel. And so I think it's so important that high achieving women pay attention to their love lives and they don't like have to become 55 years old in order to realize that love is important because of course as you get older you become more and more your habits get more entrenched so whatever whatever it is that is not working for you right now in your love life if you don't look at it right now it's probably going to get more and more entrenched as you go along and then it gets harder to unlearn it gets harder to unprogram those habits that are not serving you so i think a lot of the women they struggle in their love life and to attract a great partner because they're not intentional about dating it's just something you do on the fly and you just like talk about it with your girlfriends and move on but just like at work and business if you're serious about results i think you have to get really intentional and that's what what is often missing yeah, I hear that a lot from my clients. They'll say, okay, I want to focus on career and relationships, but the career is the thing I can control and the relationship is what I can't control. You know, that's just love. That's something that's completely not in my realm of being able to do anything about it. And I always say, I always make the parallel of dating and going on interviews for jobs. It's the same. You have to be prepared. You have to make sure that you exactly like you said you date intentionally I wanted to pick up on something else that you said as well because it's the next question I wanted to ask you you already started answering it what 
do you see the patterns in your clients as they get older become the things that happen with their dating life so you already said that habits become more entrenched what other patterns do you see in women who are 30 plus um when it comes to their dating lives yes sure so i think uh, one of the things that often happens for our clients is like they get really skeptical about love and men as they go along so i have a client who is a very high level executive at the New York Stock Exchange, let's call her Veronica. And Veronica, when she found me, she basically just went to my website, downloaded one of my self-study programs. And then she sent an email asking if Sammy is real and if she could have a conversation with Sammy. And then I had to smile at that email because my my team forwarded it to me and I was like wow you know like that's the level of skepticism we have that even you know people in the online world they're not real and don't don't even know if they exist and can I talk to a real human being and then I got on a call with her and she was so skeptical so she's around 45 years of age and she's already been married twice and she was just so skeptical in her energy about you know whether I'm real or not and she was skeptical about online dating and she was skeptical about men And I just had to ask her this question. I said, why are you doing all of this? I mean, you just downloaded a 2000 euro program. If you don't believe in love, if you don't believe in men, if you don't believe that good things can happen to you, then why are you doing all of this? Like, what's the point of doing this work, right? And uh, that was a big moment of realization for her because even though she was taking all the action, the energy underneath was one of skepticism and doubt and like a really dark view of the world, the men, and if things can work out for her or not. So I think that happens. It's the most human thing that happens, but it happens a lot because you have bad experiences. The older you get, the more bad experiences you gather and the more you doubt that it can happen for you and you lose your sense of trust in the world and the goodness of men, right? Even though good men is what you want to attract, you you lose your trust that they exist. Which brings me to point number two, I think. So there's a lot of entrenched skepticism that comes up number one I think number two what comes up is a lot of guardedness so you know maybe you've had experiences where you opened your heart and things didn't work out and then your brain concluded that it was because you opened up that things didn't work out it was wrong that you opened up it was wrong that you fell in love it was wrong that you know you showed your vulnerability in your heart to somebody else and so what this does is it makes women show up and date but they are guarded and when you're guarded nothing good can come from it like there's no relationship that can develop when you show up on dates and you're guarded and so for a lot of the high achieving women who are going on dates and they're not really getting anywhere with it one of the first things we do is when you come to us is we help you check are you guarded are you really showing up as your authentic self or are you carrying the baggage of all the past hurts and all the ways in which you believe you know, you should not be showing up anymore or revealing yourself up anymore because, yeah, men don't value it and respect it. So there's the skepticism, there's the guardedness. I think number three would be another entrenched pattern would be the pattern of uh, not asking for help. So I think as we go along and as our bad experiences pile up, we just become more and more ashamed of our love situation, which is really sad because I think a lot of the pain in our love lives has nothing to do with us not being good enough, but that's how we internalize it. We start to internalize 
that we're not good enough because we're having so much lack of success in our career, in our love lives, and it's not working out with the men we like. And so I think shame becomes really entrenched as you get older and older. And the more the shame gets entrenched, the harder it is to put your hand up and ask for help, ask for support. So I think for me, I always tell my clients, you know, like the best thing you can do is to just take that first step and take action and say, hey, you know, I'm an expert at neurology or I'm an expert at uh, stocks, but I'm not an expert at love and I would love some help in this area of my life. Because I think we just put so much undue pressure on ourselves to figure this out ourselves. And it's not fair. It's not fair because love skills like any other skills, they need to be learned. And most women out there, we have bad role models at home. Most of us saw our parents fight. Most of us, I mean, there are a few lucky ones who were brought up in happy, healthy homes with good modeling of what healthy love looks like. But for most of us, healthy love is a UFO. We don't know what it looks like. We don't know what the blueprint for creating healthy love is. And just like you go to a business coach to get a business plan, or you go to a driving school to learn driving skills, or you go to a dance school to learn dance skills, you want to be able to approach your love life in the same way, which is nothing is wrong with me. It's just that I don't know the skills to creating healthy love and I am ready to learn those skills. I think that's always the first step to step out of the shame because the shame can be so overbearing that you're just like, you can't shake yourself out of it. And that's where I think the biggest breakthrough comes is just by raising your hand and saying, I could receive some support in this area of my life. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I think there's so much that comes as soon as you go into awareness and you actually, like you said, admit and ask for help. Uh, I love that. I think it's really important advice. So just to carry on, for example, with um, a client like Veronica, somebody who is guarded, who has built up this skepticism, what would you suggest for this mindset shift? And then I would love to hear a little bit more about some practical dating tools for somebody who wanted to start and really learn these skills and and understand more about how to date and yeah I would love to just hear from you where you would suggest that somebody would dive in so I think with Veronica I think I just had to show her the mirror and just show her her own energy I think uh, that's where the biggest shifts happen when somebody can hold a mirror in front of us and say would you like to date yourself right now Yeah, you're so full of negativity and you're so full of like angst against men and the world. Would you like to date yourself right now? And if the answer is no, then that's your biggest wake up call that you're a human being. That's okay that you lost the way. That's okay. You got antsy and skeptical and negative, but nothing good comes off those energies. If you're looking to create positive results in your love life, you've got to create a foundation of positive beliefs and belief systems. And uh, it starts by saying, you know, I trust in the goodness of men. I trust and believe in love. I believe there is an abundance of love and amazing men willing to commit available out there for me. So whatever I desire is available for me. And it's available, not just available, it's available in abundance, which means I get to call the shots, I get to have choices. And I'm an amazing human being, I am the prize, I get to, you know, I get to attract a great man in my life. And it starts by me believing that this is possible, and this is available. I mean, today, we are 
almost at 265 plus client engagements in the last five years alone. And we have a very high success rate for our clients. And we've helped over 300 partnered couples come back from divorce or from the brink of divorce and breaking up. And I can just say that I am every day, I'm in a career where I'm surrounded by inspiring love stories and fairy tales every single day, where I'm amazed at the way my clients get treated like queens. And, you know, their men spoil them, take them on trips in first class and business class to Italy and Santorini. And all these women, when they first started working with us, they, you know, they booked a call, spoke to somebody from my team. I think they they were all skeptical. They were, they did not even believe that this could be possible for them. But we helped them to realize that you get to receive at the level at which you believe. And so if you believe you deserve that kind of love, it's available for you. That vibrational match is there. But the question is, are you believing? Are you allowing yourself to dream of that kind of love? Because so many of us, we've been disappointed before. And so our coping mechanism is that we just numb down those desires and we dare not even think about it because it gets our hopes up. And when we get our hopes up, we get disappointed. And when we get disappointed, it hurts. And so this is a coping mechanism a lot of the high achieving women develop, which is they have just numbed out their desires for love. Even if they want great things, they want family, they want kids, they've numbed it all out because it hurts to hope and to want and then to not succeed. But it also kills your vulnerability. It 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 is like you are stuffing down your own power because when you can believe that you deserve it and show up with that belief, you are such a magnet for those amazing things that you desire. So one of my clients, let's call her Jacqueline, just a name that comes up because I want to protect their identities. She has been dating this man now for six months. And, you know, he flew her first class to Italy and Greece for the summer holidays. And he's meeting her dad. And, you know, I am very confident that the ring is coming. And um, it's just amazing how beautifully my clients get treated. They don't just attract men and relationships. They attract dream men and dream relationships. But it starts by shifting your own energy and believing in the goodness of the world, believing in the goodness of, of men, believing that coaches and mentors can help you. I mean, if nobody can help you and you know it all, I think that's also a very hard space to to make changes from, right? So when our clients come in, we support them. And yet it's so important that they believe in what we're teaching them and they believe it's going to work for them. So laying that foundational positive energy is so important. So I do want to tell you about Veronica because she's been such a fantastic client. So she signed up for working with me after that call. I let it be her decision because she was a very high level executive. I spoke to her myself on that discovery call. And I said to her, you know, you've been married twice. It's not worked out for you. You have just bought Leap Into Love, my program. It's worth $2,000. And you're sitting here all skeptical about men, online dating. You don't want to go. You want to protect your identity, et cetera, et cetera. And I said to her, you know, I'm happy to help you but I would need the following things from you, which is you believe in love. You believe in the goodness of men. You are ready to online date and you're ready to do what I'm going to ask you to do. If you are resistant to all of this, I'm sorry, but I'm not the right person for you. And she came back. We worked privately for one year and she's now about to be engaged to the man 
who has been dating her for the last, I would say, seven months or so. And it's been the healthiest relationship of her life. And she attracted him on Tinder. And she's a celebrity. She's a public figure. So yeah, that's an amazing story. But it all starts with the women first deciding to change and deciding to get really intentional and committed to dating for results, not just dating for throwing spaghetti on the wall and hoping things stick, but very intentional dating. All right. So the second question was, what are my tips for high achievers who want to go out there and date? Well, if you are resisting online dating, you are really missing out on so much opportunity and fun. So like the real world, online dating has douchebags. It also has wonderful men who are in a similar place as you are. And this is all about how you show up to attract the right match. So we teach our clients a very well-defined process when they come to us on how to write their online profile and how to show up in their photographs. I mean, if your photos have your other girlfriends in it or your dad in it, it's probably not working for you, right? So there's an art to showing up online in a way that it saves your time. You don't have to go on 200 dates. You show up as your best self and you attract men who are just the right match for you, right? I've had clients who've attracted their partners within six weeks of working with us and some within six months, but you really have to be open to online dating, especially with COVID and restrictions and pandemic and social activities being so much lower. So I I have nothing against organic dating. I think it's great. I think if your friends can set you up and you can go on blind dates and all of that, absolutely, yes. But I think what I'm talking about is not going doing online dating because that's a point of resistance for a lot of the high achievers I work with. That's number one. Number two is just like notice your energy on the dates. Are you trying to make things happen? Are you talking a lot? Are you performing for men? And this is where this is all masculine energy, right? Like we show our clients how to embody feminine energy on their dates and approach dating with a feminine energy. This looks like receiving from men, letting them pay for you, you know, not being up in your head and doing a job interview out of the date, but like really sinking in your body allowing yourself to listen to engage from your heart and your vulnerable authenticity and not performing and auditioning for men so a lot of my clients you know when they go meet a handsome hunk who's successful and a bachelor immediately they will go into this performance mode which is where they will try to show off like look how amazing I am look how much money I make look how many achievements I have look how great I am how many languages I can speak how many things I can do and it's because deep inside we feel like we have to show ourselves and promote ourselves but that's not where connection happens connection doesn't happen because men are not successful men are not looking for things that they can do or achieve by themselves in a woman right? Like my husband did not marry me because, yeah, because he knew he was a foreteller and he knew that I would be a multi seven figure love coach eight years down the line. He married me because of how he felt around me. And that has nothing to do with my success or my brains or my achievements. It has everything to do with the person I am. And these are big concepts, Emma, which I'm talking about in very small bullet points here. But like when our clients come to us, these are things we really go into detail on because you cannot you cannot just hear them and change the way you behave. Really to shift the way you behave, you know, you have to dive deeper into seeing if you're auditioning and performing for men, seeing if you get nervous around men you like, seeing, you know, like 
do you feel like the prize or not when you are around men it's so easy for my high achieving clients to tell me they love themselves but when i see the way they behave on dates or the way they show up in their relationships with men they're not loving themselves they're chasing men they're reaching out they're calling they're texting they're trying to make things happen and this is where you know women have to learn how to how to really embody the queen energy i am the prize and he's lucky to have me and he should be the one chasing me and he should be the one doing the work right so that's point number 2 like showing up in your feminine energy i think point number 3 would be to look at your intimacy fears and see if you have some i'm just talking about my signature process right now which i take my single clients through and this is where you just have to see like you know a lot of us consciously say we want love but subconsciously we think like oh my god like if a man comes into my life you know i've built this great life for myself am i going to lose my freedom do i have to coordinate meal times with somebody else am i ready to like what about my great life you know is he going to tell me what to do what not to do i would hate that right and so we have what i call intimacy fears and we don't even realize it but the minute like anything starts to get real we will find ways to sabotage it because deep inside we're afraid of a relationship really coming true right so we work on intimacy fears with our clients you know fear of losing independence fear of losing fear of making the same mistakes of the past a lot of the times you know when something starts to get real you are afraid that you are going to mess it up and he's going to hurt you because now things are getting closer and more vulnerable and that's why you find a way to self sabotage it you you start fights you nitpick on him you reject him for no reason you know you start to create distance because you are getting scared of your dreams coming true and if you're not self aware you will again end up creating a pattern of just sabotaging or killing whatever good there is i think number 4 would be boundaries we teach our clients how important it is to embrace your boundaries to speak your truth to men because a lot of our high achieving clients are initially resistance resistant to feminine energy which is really sad because i think if you're resistant to hearing about feminine energy you're just leaving out so much magic that you can experience in love and with men and so we always remind our clients you know feminine energy is not about being a doormat or being weak or being a yes person to men it's actually giving you a lot of power with men you know men will do give and be so much more for you when you're able to just relax and be in your feminine rather than being this masculine doing giving mode all the time so boundaries are a huge part of the feminine energy experience because you cannot be surrendered till you feel strong and till you feel like you're able to look after yourself so in my work you know i talk about how boundaries are not walls on the outside which a lot of strong women tend to do they wear boundaries like walls on the outside but they're your personal rules of well-being on the inside where you know that if you are ever in a threatening situation or a man is pushing for sex and you don't want to sleep with him or a man is forcing himself to come up into your bedroom after a date and you don't want that then those are the places where you can sweetly and nicely say no and that's the way you build confidence uh, you can be soft and sweet and feminine but you don't have to you don't have to be a doormat you can still have a voice in fact it's very important to have a voice and look after yourself yeah wow i have i have so many questions for you I, i'm a single 34 year old 
I, I would say I'm high achieving in the way that I, you know, I love my career and I put so much effort into my business and it's, I have so many questions for you. I don't, I don't even know where to start. But so many golden nuggets. So thank you for sharing. Uh, I have a question for you. Do you get a lot of pushback? You mentioned resistance. Do you get pushback for the feminine energy when it comes to being the modern day woman and being things being equal? You know, I don't want somebody to pay for me. This is what was coming up for me. I felt quite seen because I never want the dynamic to be on the date that, you know, I'm not talking about myself or that I'm not, you know, in my power. And you mentioned power as an issue and then potentially letting the men kind of lead. So I'd love to hear, do you have resistance from your clients from that? And if yes, what's your response to them? Yeah, so no, I don't, I don't work with women who have resistance with feminine energy because I don't believe it's my job to convince people of the magic of my work. I like to receive my clients at a certain level. Having said that, I think... It's very normal that when people do not have a complete understanding of feminine energy, that they have resistance towards the idea of surrendering and letting men lead. So here's the thing. I think just like you said it, like, I want to be in my power. I, I would like to ask you, what do you associate power with? Do you associate power with picking a man, being able to pay for yourself? What What do you associate power with? Because I associate power with something that has a long-term emotional impact on a man in a way that it makes him devoted to me. That's what I associate power with, right? Like I have a huge influence on my husband. He's a very devoted husband. He's a good-looking, successful man, and he is really devoted to me. That is what I call power in the world of romance. Does it make me dormady? Does it make me weak? Not at all. I'm still a seven-figure CEO. I run a team. I have a master's degree. I have a mind of my own. But in my relationship, that is not the way I see power because I, I have so many avenues of exercising power in the world and experiencing my power. Inside my relationship, I see my power not in displaying to my man how strong I am, because that is just an external projection of your strength. If you are really strong, you wouldn't need to project it to men. Yeah. And in your relationship, you get to be vulnerable, which is where the real influence over men lies and real power over men lies. Wow, so interesting. And thank you so much for sharing that. And I think talking about power, I know you're speaking about it in, in your relationship, in a relationship, but something that was so interesting to me from your work, and I've been following you for a while, and also in your amazing Facebook group, was the concept of rotational dating, which is something that I know you teach and maybe is a little bit controversial to those who haven't heard about it. So would you be able to explain what rotational dating is to our listeners and also how you used it in your with your husband right when when you started off your relationship I would love to uh, dig down into that sure so I mean I talk about rotational dating on leading tv channels now so I'm very very happy to share it with you guys so rotational dating is essentially about dating more than one man at the same time and keeping your options open till you have the commitment you desire from a man you like now so many women spend years with the wrong man they basically date a guy they like, get exclusive really fast, have sex with him, get attached, and then two months, three months down the line, realize, oh my God, he doesn't want kids. Oh my God, he doesn't want marriage, right? And so I tell my clients, you're doing it all in the wrong, you're doing it in the inverted way. What you should actually be doing is taking a lot of time upfront 
evaluating men, seeing men, seeing lots of men, especially at the first stage of early dating. And remember, rotational dating is not about rotational sleeping. You don't have to go about sleeping with every man you meet. Yeah, this is about going on what I like to call connection dates in my work. Go for coffee, go for cinema, go for exhibitions, go for walks in the park, get to know somebody and get to know their soul. And it's okay if you want to kiss and you feel physical attraction, that's absolutely fine. But take your time getting exclusive because the most important time you can spend is the time at the start so that you are evaluating and then making sure that you're attaching yourself to the right person, right? We all just do it in an inverted way. We go in head on, intense, we get attached, and then we figure out compatibility. But rotational dating helps you understand that you can't just be building a long-term happy relationship based on feelings of intensity and based on feelings of chemistry. There's got to be compatibility at so many other levels and values. And that is only something that you get to know with time. You cannot know it overnight as much as you feel like you know somebody on one to a third date. You've got to see them in action. You've got to see how they get angry. You've got to see how they treat their family. You've got to see who they are when life doesn't go their way. And all of those things you cannot recognize from the first few weeks of dating. So you've got to take your time before you get exclusive and you've got to see other people. You've got to see other people because it helps you not laser focus on the one man you like. You know, laser beam focus generally pushes men away when you like like one man and you just like laser beam focus on him. Never ends up going well. That's what most women tell me. Like, oh, now I think I'm at the one. Now I'm going to laser focus. And I just want to ask you, how does that laser focus end up for you every single time? Every single time, right? So when my clients join Elevate, which is our six-month group coaching program, they're strong women and they like to do it their way. And that's where I invite them. I'm like, okay, your way is not working. Just face it. If you want to have different results, you've got to try something new. And what is new is going to be uncomfortable, but it's going to propel you to the next level of your power. Yeah. So rotational dating has so many advantages. It helps you not get laser focused on the one man you like. It helps you divide your energy and attention in the early phases of dating, which is amazing because sometimes the guy you like is, doesn't like you. And I'm sorry, it hurts your ego, but at least by rotational dating, you're not going to you know, completely fall apart. You, you're going to have other interesting options um, available to you. And you are going to remember you're the prize. I think it keeps your energy of being a desirable woman active and activated. So it's, it's just so powerful at so many levels. Now with Chris, I was rotational dating all the way to the ring. You don't have to rotational date all the way to the ring. Some of our clients do, and they're very successful with it. For some others, they just rotational date at the start, and then it's enough, and then they find their person, and they're happy with it. That's fine. It doesn't have to be the, like, you don't have to just do Sammy's way, right? You can, there are so many stages and ways to rotational date, and each client gets to define it, what they want to do and how they want to work with it. So with Chris, I remember around the two-month mark, he asked me, what is this? Where is this going? And I said to him, this is great. We're having fun and this feels great. And I would love to keep seeing you. He's like, I'd like you to be my girlfriend. And I said, what's that? <laughs> because I, I mean, I did girlfriend boyfriend at university and I did it in school, but I'm not looking for girlfriend boyfriend anymore. I'm past that point. I'm looking for a real commitment. I want to have a family. I want to have kids. And I don't want to put pressure on you, but unless you know that's the plan you have for us, like it doesn't make sense for me to close down all my options. 
because I'm not looking for a boyfriend girlfriend and I remember his face just like red and going quiet and he dropped me back home that day and all the way when we were walking back he did not say a word to me and I remember like having a lot of fears at that time because I wasn't Sammy Wonder back then I was just a woman doing this work by myself like rotation dating and then I didn't hear from him for three days and I felt sad a little sad I was like okay I lost a good guy but you know what I'm not gonna do things to please men and their egos anymore I'm gonna put my heart first I'm gonna put my desires first and then um, after three days he called me and he said he'd like to talk more about what I just said to him three days ago and then we met and then I explained to him again that this wasn't about sleeping around with other men this was just about saying that you know right now you see me as a girlfriend and that's the commitment you're willing to give but I'm not looking for that commitment because it's not enough I am looking to become a wife and I do not want to be test driven by men anymore on whether or not I'm good enough to be a wife you know I had so many friends who were in relationships for years where their men were not proposing and nothing would move forward and I just didn't want that for myself anymore and I was like I'm just being really upfront about it like if you are not looking for marriage that's fine I really appreciate your honesty but I will not close my options down and he got it he didn't like it but he got it and Seven months in, I think he was capturing all my time. So making it almost impossible for me to rotational day. And like whatever free time I had, he would just book himself in advance and into my calendar. So he was very smart. Every once in a while, he would come over and he would see like flowers from other men or chocolates. And I think he knew what was going on, but he also trusted that I wasn't sleeping around. I wasn't even sleeping with him. So, you know, there was hanky panky, but I said like, I... I do not want to sleep with a man who's not going to be my husband. I mean, those were my values and I just really owned it. And I attracted a man who all my girlfriends said, oh, German men, you can forget about commitment. They take years to, you know, decide about marriage. And I was like, you know what? I believe in myself. And I married a German man and he was, he gave me the ring at nine months mark and he's my soulmate. We're so happy together. And it's not just my personal success story. I have so many success stories with my clients around this. So yeah, it's an exciting world for the women who are ready to step into it. Yeah, I feel like it's something that for me anyway, I've reached the age of 34 and I've never heard of it before. And then it was funny because I heard about it from you. And then I also, I started exploring it a little bit. And then another podcast, I heard somebody talking about a similar concept called circular dating, which is extremely similar that you have always in one time, 10 men in your radius and that to me sounded like a lot of men (laughs) and I was thinking how do people have the time I think that's unrealistic I think what I recommend is like two to three guys serious guys good guys I think with the high achieving woman our time is so precious and so limited use it efficiently so 10 men in radius is just far too much I think uh, three good men in your radius and then as you as as things progress you will see it's going to be two of them you know really vying for your attention and then at the end it's going to be the made the best man win the winner wins can, can I ask you did it bother you at the thought of that maybe he would also be rotation or dating with somebody else no that's not how men behave getting into you they can't think of anybody but you that's it's only when a man is not into a woman that he rotational dates when a woman when a man really starts to get into a woman and his emotional attachment builds all he can think of is conquering you and winning you So when you understand men's psychology, you know that there is just no threat of a man rotational dating if he's into you. If he's not into you, yes. And in which case you should downgrade the relationship and be seeing other men as well. 
yeah. Because for, for somebody who's for whom this is building, for somebody who's considering marrying you, he can't dream of doing this to you because he knows that you're not going to be as a woman proposing him. That's his job to carry. That's his decision to make. And so he has the power in that situation, right? And you have said to him that, you know, I will see other men till you know I'm the right person for you. And if he knows you're the right person for him, would he want to hurt you? Would he want to let you down? No, he wouldn't. Well, thank you so much, Sami. I've I found this conversation, I mean, very personally relevant for me. And I know so many of my listeners will also take so many of your pearls of wisdom and put it into practice. And I know that you're offering an amazing uh, free masterclass for our listeners. So if you could just tell us a little bit about how to sign up to it and also a little bit about where to find you and to find information about all of your programs and your Facebook group, that would be really great. Yes, thank you, Emma, for asking this. So you can find me on Instagram at Sammy Wonder Coach. You have to watch out the spelling. It's S-A-M-I-W-U-N-D-E-R, Sammy Wonder Coach. So I'm on Instagram. Follow me, follow me. And you can just Google my name and find my website, sammywonder.com. That's all where, where my self-study programs are located. You can find me on YouTube. I just pushing for my name, Sammy Wonder. But what is the most exciting, Emma, is that for your clients and your audience and your community, we have a very special gift. So the gift has two parts. The first part is a 50-minute video masterclass. It's called Lean In at Work, Lean Back in Love. And it shows highly successful women how they can activate their feminine energy inside relationships because these women have the masculine part going on for themselves, right? That's They've nailed it down. They know how to do that. But it's the feminine shifts that are harder to embody and implement. And so this masterclass is going to be giving them the three powerful feminine shifts that they can start applying straight away with men, whether they're single or inside a marriage or relationship. So that's the first gift. And what also accompanies this gift is my five top scripts for getting men to cater to your needs. Right. So a lot of the times my private clients tell me that Sammy, you know, I love this idea of feminine energy and I just love how Sammy is so successful and yet she's so soft and feminine and, you know, she doesn't have to constantly, you know, be like aggressive or push herself through. But like, I don't know how to be in this energy with men. Like, what do I say if a man says I like women who believe in equality and like to pay or how do I get him to take charge what like how do I get him to plan the dates or how do I resolve a moment of conflict and tension without like getting in my aggressive boss mode energy so the words are what you need and the words are what I give you and they work beautifully so you'll get my five I think I've even put 10 inside them stop scripts to get men to cater to your needs this is also part of this free gift just for your audience amazing well thank you so so much literally the minute i press stop i'm gonna download that uh, script and go and watch the masterclass but it's been so wonderful hosting you thank you so much for sharing and i'll see everyone else on the podcast next week